It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18. Plus. Here's the thing about Germany why I made the curator's pick of the Hollywood French what's going on people we have a great show for you today today is monday the last day in august august 31st Monday, August 31st, the last day of August. How fast this summer came to an end. You are watching TFR Podcast Live presents Observations by Crazy D. And we're waiting for our guest host to come on. But right now, we want to tell you that uh, welcome to the show. And we have a jam-packed show if you did not see the film review, Movies, Music, Culture, Politics, Society podcast last evening at 5.30, the replays are on YouTube, Spotify, iHeartRadio, uh, Google Podcasts, Spotify. Did I say that already? We're on on those different various platforms, right? Also, you are watching us. We are simulcasting on four platforms today. And you can check us out. We are on, right now, we are on uh, Periscope at TFR Podcast Live. We're on Facebook at Crazon Dion. And soon I'm going to be dropping it on to the Film Review Movies, Music, Culture, Politics, Society podcast page. We're on Vimeo on the film review, just hashtag TFR Podcast Live channel. And we are simulcasting also on YouTube. That's right. The film review live channel on YouTube. Subscribe, subscribe now. Smash the like button. uh, Smash this uh, share button. And don't forget... 213-943-3358. 213-943-3358. 213-943-3358. We have a great topic today, right? It is the guilt of being white in America. That's right. The guilt of being white in America, right? So let me see as I do some population here real quick, right? as we bring in our co-host. Are you there? Can we hear you? I am here. All seems right. like everything wants to go on at once on this Monday. That's what it seems like, right? Right. So people, yeah. again, this is TFR Podcast Live presents Observations by Crazy D with my special guest host, 
Tanya. Tanya M. Congress. She's my sister. How you doing this uh, Monday morning? Uh, for a Monday, it's busy, but it's good. I feel good. I'm well rested. Um, you know, besides our other circumstances we're working through, I'm doing pretty good. Okay, okay. So I know that you wanted to say something about uh, chat with Bozeman's passing. So feel free to say your words now because we did an extensive show yesterday on him, giving him the tribute. But today, this is just remembrance and anyone who wants to call up 213-943-3358, 213-943-3358 and say your words about Chadwick, this is the time to do it before we get into our topics, before we start the memes for today. Go ahead. Um, Chadwick Bozeman, the loss of him was indeed that a loss because all the roles that he played painted um, our brothers, our black men in a positive light. And um, I saw a couple of interviews. I was just spot checking interviews that he was doing. And he was very, he did that on purpose. He was very cognizant of the roles he took and took great care and understanding what type of image he needed to portray. And it wasn't far from, it, it, it really wasn't a portrayal. It's the character of the people was a portrayal, but the quality and the uh, integrity of the people are was something that was unique to him as well. So it wasn't a far reach at all uh, for him. And so I just give uh, I pay homage to him in the sense that recognizing his gift, recognizing him as a black artist, um, because acting was not the only thing that he did. I, I understand, and so and and to his, you know, wife and and his remaining family members, I understand having suffered a recent loss. I understand how that is, and I just, I mean, he's a loss, and I I, I think I sent you the picture of him and Kobe Bryant together. Yes. Mm -hmm. And uh, it's really starting to it, it, certain things like really concern me as I sit and think about them. And I think about how we're uh, losing, you know, black men that are, are in different arenas that are, you know, uh, they they give our give a picture that's different than what the media tries to portray us as many times and it's starting to really get on my personal nerves that they are the ones that's getting attacked with illnesses or accidents or whatever and um, so that's just something that's a burden on my heart at this time you know there's some there are memes out there there's a meme that we chose not to use because we are not into necessarily conspiracy theories you got to put your headsets on oh you do have more I'm hearing some feedback so I have a different figure that out Okay, we're gonna figure that out. Um, you might be hearing the lawnmower. There's a lawnmower going outside. Oh, okay, that might that. be it. Okay, that might be what I'm hearing. I'm hearing that rumbling, that rumbling in the jungle. Okay, here we go, people. So look, there's a meme that went around and we don't really like deal in conspiracy theories, but it is strange that, and the meme asked, why did they kill Chadwick Boseman, right? And we don't deal in conspiracy theories around here at the Film Review, TFR Podcast Live, hashtag spread the heart, hashtag by the way. Um, but it's strange, like you said, that every time there is a person that's about strong leadership or, or being more than just 
a entertainer or actor or singer or a dancer, it always seems that they're stricken with some type of illness that checks them out of here. And so it's uh, um, it's really strange, right? Because like we were saying on the show uh, last evening, he was ours. Chadwick Boseman was ours. Like Sidney Poitier and um, Harold Belafonte, they came in in the 1950s, but they were immigrants, right? But here was a man that he was ours. He was not only ours for this generation X, but he was also ours because he was American black and he was pushing the envelope and pushing the imagery of black people in a positive way, right? Right. He was also Generation X's Denzel Washington. Like Denzel Washington comes in and Generation X liked him, but he's really from the generation you know, coming through the generation before because a lot of the time Generation X wasn't of age in the 80s, but he was of age, so he comes from that uh, previous generation, right? And right. so, and and we loved him, we love him, and we respect him for what he he's done, but Chadwick was ours, right? And so that's a great loss. Kind of like you know, as we go through, we look at people who affected change, like Tupac. Tupac was ours, and he died uh, very young, looking back on it now, coming through the life that we've lived, right, nearly uh, 25 years after his passing. Um... It's a, I know it's hard to describe. It's really hard to describe. Really, it's right. heartbreaking, and he's gonna be missed. He's already missed. He's already missed. Chadwick Boseman. All right. So, we just finished doing the uh, population. Make sure that you share, smash the share button, share to all your friends. Make sure that you smash the like button. Make sure you go over to Cash App, dollar sign TFR Podcast Live, hashtag, excuse me, dollar sign TFR Podcast Live, and smash a few dollars in that account. You know what I mean? You like what you're hearing. And 213-943-3358. All right, so people, let's get started on these memes this morning. Okay, people. Like we said, we don't deal in conspiracy theories, but we have to ask this question because we don't know if this is ginning up, whatever is ginning up, or if it's the real deal, right? And so we have to we have to know what's going on. So this meme came up over the weekend, right? Leading in, it's going to be uh, pushing this week's affairs and everything and it says Christian sites Christian sites raises but it should be raise Christian sites 
raise over a hundred K for Kenosha killer Kyle Rittenhouse. Is that possible? Is that possible that uh, that uh, Christian sites actually raised money for this guy? What do you think about that? Do you think that that's possible? Well, in our understanding of what Christianity is, it's not supposed to be possible. But in the understanding of what it truly is, it's very possible. And what do you mean by that? Well, uh, (laughs) Christianity, as we know it to be, has given a a presentation uh, of one thing, just focusing on the life, death, burial and resurrection of Christ is what Christianity is supposed to be centered around. However, uh, the that belief and the subsequent behaviors that are supposed to go along with that as a person who believes uh, that that particular part of the doctrine is not in alignment with not just this situation with the meme, but with many other situations. Actually, the whole uh, the whole thing at large is pretty much contradictory to what is being presented. We're showing you this is what it is, but actually uh, everything else is contrary to what it is. Behaviors. Uh, not everybody, though. Let me not. I want you to be clear. I'm not making a blanket statement. Uh, on anyone but uh, because some people are very godlike very christ-like in their actions and in their behaviors but the majority are not from behind the scenes and leadership on up so this doesn't surprise me that's what i mean by that what it really is and what it's founded on uh is this is very easy to happen in something that's called christian Everything that labels itself as Christian is not Christian. Even Christian is not Christian because to be Christian is to be Christ-like. All right. And so many times you see contradictions to that. So this is just another contradiction. That's all. Well, you know, I think I think it's a case of uh, what do we call it? Oh, yes. White man guilt. Let's go on to this next one now, people. This one came up and this one was interesting. This is interesting too. It says that uh, Jacob Blake did not have a warrant for having sex with a minor and did not brandish a weapon. And the article goes on to describe it and tell you that, you know, this is something that they usually do to try to uh, sully the reputation of a person. And so let's walk through this for a minute though. Let's say that he did have a warrant out for his arrest for doing the R. Kelly, okay? Did that warrant, did the police, the police, they said that they knew that he had a warrant for that. Did that mean that they had to shoot him seven or eight times in the back? Hmm. Or did it mean that, you know, or brandishing a weapon, if he had a knife and they had a scuffle, none of the officers are cut, you know, no one's, they weren't holding themselves. So if he had this mythical knife 
and they were in this tussle and he had it in his hand, wouldn't that mean that he would use it? I mean, like, if you're in a scuffle, you're in a fight, and you're trying to get away, and you're lawless, and you're going against the police, then you would use the weapon. Right? I mean, that's just, you know, looking at it in a common sense way, but none of the officers were cut, and all of a sudden, did that still... It's the pressure or the or the power of the assault, I would say. A knife, they say never bring a knife to a gunfight because you're not going to win against the gun. So, if you're sitting there, you have a, ta- you have a tackle belt, you have a taser, you have a, a baton, you have mace, you have the last resort is the lethal weapon, which is the hollow point 17 shot pistol that you have on your hip, right? Did him having a knife that he was not swinging at them with it, lunging at them with it, did that mean that he had to have seven to eight shots in the back? Not at all. I mean, this is getting to be, uh, the more stories that come out, it gets more and more bizarre with their reasoning actually there is no reasoning if a person uh, number one he's already at a disadvantage if he just had a knife he's at a disadvantage and as you were saying he wasn't lunging at anybody so he was not presenting a threat the fact that he had a knife he had a knife obviously for his own protection for whatever reason but if he didn't bring it into the context of what was going on with the police then i don't understand why he had to um take bullets like that and i don't one bullet was not justified and then one bullet not even put in a place that would not maim they could have shot him in the leg uh something like that to just put him down as opposed to potentially murdering him i mean this stuff is really really uh getting bizarre and so at what point are we going to start instituting uh, psychological evaluations on these officers and uh, not only that uh, just test on what their tolerance level is to fear uh, things like that because you're fearing awful you fearing a little bit too much to be a police officer that's probably not the line of work that you should be in if you're seeing they're not he wasn't resisting arrest he wasn't they wasn't they didn't even try to restrain him so he didn't have the opportunity to resist arrest so you just went from point zero to 100 for no reason and so something is wrong and something is wrong why this continues this has been going on for years now and it's escalating to the point like i to me it seems like this is a provocation like you're trying to provoke a retaliation you're trying to provoke it because it's way over the top how things are being done and how nothing is being done about it you haven't changed any legislation you haven't changed anything on how you uh enlist police officers that's supposed to be an honorable position so what do you say you say you're supposed to have um you know respect for the law but it's hard to respect 
somebody who is not doing the job that they're supposed to be doing. They're supposed to be protecting. They took an oath to protect the community, yet it seems that it's only part of the community that they protect. The other part of the community they fear. So that puts them, that disqualifies them. I've never seen such jellybackness amongst law enforcement in all my life. And then the fact that they get away with it and nothing is being done about it, that's telling me that you don't care. So to me, that is a provocation. You're trying to provoke a people to have a response and a response that you are stereotypically, uh, you keep putting it out there. So it's like, you want to make it true. So you keep provoking situations to make it true. Cause sooner or later it's, it's going to be, are you trying to call forth for a war? Are you already preparing for this war that you plan on annihilating uh, the majority of the race with the war? Two, 213-943-3358. We want to hear from those people who are into the Second Amendment. We want to know what's going on. What's really going on? Do you really believe that Kyle should uh, be funded by quote-unquote Christian organization sites? Plus, there was a reverse angle video that came out that showed that Jacob and the police officer seem to have been in a tussle behind his vehicle as he walked. And then you swing to the front angle where he's walking around to go to his door to get in. Now, what people have to admit, I mean, it would be different if you would just admit that you were angry that one man outpowered three officers and he wasn't even really trying to harm you he was just trying to get away just imagine we're looking we're actually really looking at situations where it's samson versus the philistine army right and every time you see these situations, they will lie on the black man and say, oh, he was hyped up on PCP. Remember that? That used to be the thing from the late 80s into the 90s. Oh, the guy was hyped up on PCP. That's why they did it. But really, what you're looking at is Samson versus the Philistine army. And he wasn't really trying to defeat you with a jaw of an ass. He really wasn't trying to defeat you, right? He was trying to get away. It was like a story that I learned about a, a certain Indian tribe. And they were fighting the uh, army of the United States, trying to get to the border of Canada, right? And every war they fought, they weren't trying to rout the armies, but they were just trying to get away to get to Canada, right? And and they kept winning. But then the, I'm just going to call it the Union Army. The Union Army enlisted the services of the Choctaw Indians mm. to head them off 
and because Indian tribes had certain similar warfare, to be able to head them off, know their movements, and route them before they could get to Canada. And that is exactly what the Choctaw did to this particular other Indian tribe as they were trying to get to Canada just to cross over the border and be in free land, right? But as usual, there's always a group of people who are willing to coon for the, in this case, the Union Army was obviously this Indian tribe's enemy, even though the Indian tribe was just trying to get across. So that's my point. Jacob was just trying to get away. That's all. Because if he was trying to rout them, obviously if he overpowered them and pulled the way, he could have routed them. All three right. of them. Right? And so this is what we're looking at. So lethal force shouldn't have been used because all the man was trying to do was get away. That's right. That's right. That's the time. That's exactly how it is. And because of your, uh, it's whatever is going on inside a person, inside these officers, whatever is their psyche is towards black men, whatever their their stereotypes that they they've embraced, whatever fears that they have is what drives them. And there's no place for that in law enforcement. I mean, my God, y'all are supposed to be um, uh, like the military. You know, but however, you just, um, it's just jelly bag. And I don't, I don't know if we got a shortage of people applying to be police officers or what it is, but you guys are just accepting anybody, you know, and this is not the job for them. A lot of them, it's not the job for them. Well, all they have to do is be 18 and do a certain amount of weeks of training and then they're able to get a gun, a badge, a tackle belt with a baton, uh, mace, uh, stun guns, tasers, and a body cam. And you are in fear. And see, what it is, it used to be, like, movies tell you a lot. Like, when you watch a lot of movies, they tell you what was happening a lot of times. It appears for job security, which this would be job security for a Caucasian and his family is to make sure that somehow you dirty up a young black male so that he can be disqualified from even being on the force in the first place. Mm -hmm. So because of the fact that Mm -hmm. you have a, a mind drain or a resource drain within the police department because they're trying to only funnel in a certain group of people, it starts to decay and decrease and it gets into levels like what we see right now where the people that they bring in, you know, are not necessarily the cream of the crop, right? And they really come from... uh, they really come from <laughs> these people right here, right here, right? They, they, the pool of people that they are pooling from 
come from people who are like this, right? And these people are maladjusted. Look at look at Dylan Roof. Dylan Roof is the one with the bowl haircut. He's the main one in the uh, in the right lower frame, mid to lower thirds on the right side of the uh, flyer. He looks maladjusted, uh, incapable of coping with everyday life. And this is what we are dealing with when we deal with them bringing people into the police force that come from this gene pool of people who have a, they have a burden and they have white man's guilt and they, instead of working to fix what has been done, it's a perpetual, they're on a perpetual hamster wheel of constantly trying to compensate. And instead of apologizing and moving forth with true apology, which would be reparation, they breed these children here, which bring us into having to be armed. What do you think about this uh, meme that came up featuring the family with their uh, armed? Even the baby has a pistol in his hand. What do you think about that? The uh, uh, American black family armed. You know, I have no objection to that because of the direction in which things are going. If you, I mean, if that looks that from any family, whether black or otherwise, that looks a bit that looks intimidating that looks scary but now we're at a point that um you're you uh, you have one group of people had, who have com- campaigned for the black family to come to this and now we have black families that are electing them because they campaign for it all right uh if you don't it's not that they're gonna walk around armed like that all the time but if they don't have that, if you, if we don't train our children and our next generations to follow, they're going to be sitting ducks. So it has to be an on around, all around training, spiritually, mentally, physically, uh, emotionally. And with that, that's part of the physical realm too. Um, martial arts should be part of it. They should almost be trained like paramilitary. This is what it's come down to. And I'm in, I'm with it. I'm with it. I'm, you know, I'm with it. I, I was going to say something else, but I keep that to myself. Um, but I'm definitely with it. I'm definitely with it. Nobody is going to be a sitting duck out here. This has nothing to do with who you believe in. Uh, you have a right to bear arms because you have a right to bear arms. The right to bear arms was an issue because there's a need to bear arms. You don't ask, you don't need the right to bear them if there's not a need to bear them. Why? Because you've always had crazy people in society or people whose elevator only went to three out of 10. And so you have to deal with them where you deal with them. All right. Like that meme or the pictures that you showed of the guys uh, and how they looked. The, the top row looked like people who just was not, they were mentally inept. And the bottom row with Dylan Roof and the one that was next to him demonically possessed they look like they have demons inside of them so um sometimes there are so many demons unless unless you are walking like christ for real 
Now, some some Christian folks might get mad. I, I have to tell you the real. Unless you have consecrated yourself, unless you are living a type of thing, unless you are maintaining a certain type of diet, unless you are maintaining a certain type of discipline, uh, you're not going to be able to cast out no devil, even though it's 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 your to your advantage and part of your covenant right to do so and be able to if you have not disciplined yourself in your uh in your character in your integrity in your physical in your diet if you have not disciplined yourself you need to be armed just like them because you're not going to be able to deal with a demon like uh people who have disciplined themselves and in, in this life this spiritual life is going to be able to deal with a demon see we could speak to them and they're going to obey but some of them don't look at you this is how a demon challenges you or mentally you know there's a there's a question about whether something is mental illness or demonic possession i have my thoughts on that that's for another show but what it is is if you go to speak to something and they don't recognize you as being who you say you are if they don't recognize you as being asked like christ if they don't recognize the real they're going to throw you across a room just like you see in hollywood so you better be armed you better be armed so that's just the way it is. It's just the way it is. Now I thought. Now I thought that you would say that. I thought that you would say that you're with it. The only problem I have with this meme is, how long are American blacks going to keep showing their hand? And this is what I mean by this. This photo is something like, uh, here, here we are. We stand here. Don't mess with us. Don't mess with us. It's like telling them. Please don't mess with us because you know we we've got this and and we don't want to have to use this, but we will. So it's kind of like it's how can I say it's uh, it's letting letting your left hand know what your right hand is doing instead of keeping it more right. stealth, right? You got to be more stealth with it. Like them seeing this, well, then that only, you know, revs them up and say, oh, we have succeeded. But if people appear to be dormant, and then when they begin to try to whip at, next thing you know, they get a can of whip butt brought out on them, then they would mm -hmm. say, hey, you know what? You know, I think this was a mistake. Can we just get? Can we all just get along? Maybe like doing the uh, Rodney uh, King, right? But look, in Portland, right? In Portland, I believe because I've been watching a lot of the different video around, and I think people should be uh, just a little bit alarmed because I believe that what we are seeing is a civil war i believe yep. that we are seeing the beginning of a civil war that is going on and we on tf hashtag tfr podcast live we always talk about how black people need to sit the vote out and we have been saying that for a while right we have said we need to think earlier on about two years ago we were saying you need to think about sitting out because this is a war between good and evil 
is between the good God-fearing white folks and those that believe in white supremacy who believe they good God-fearing white folks, right? So this is a battle between good and evil and it's for the soul of white folks, right? And so this is what this is and we're seeing this civil war brew and they need to have it out because one of the most funniest things that we saw over the weekend was Rand Paul was coming from out of Trump's from out of this Trump's uh, speech during the RNC and the people surrounded him these protesters who were locked under Black Lives Matter I didn't know that Black Lives Matter were Caucasian but okay Black Lives Matter activists, Caucasians, and they're yelling at them. And as the people are coming out, they're giving them the middle finger and saying, F you, F you. They got around Rand Paul and his wife, you should have seen him. His wife was stiff. He was stiff. The police officer almost got knocked down with his bike. Now, anybody knows they use bikes as shields today. I don't know what that's about. Because anybody knows that you can easily fall over your bike. I don't know. A 10 speed, I mean, you can easily fall over it. I mean, I don't know who came up with using that as a shield and moving forward. I don't know who came up with that, but and they had those helmets, those funny helmets, the the uh, Tour de France the helmets. The bicycle helmets. helmets. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. And so you're sitting there and you're watching this, and if it it looked like it was staged, it was so crazy, right? It looked like it was staged, right? But then you look at it another mm-hmm. way. Ron Rand Paul said that. He held on to the police officer because if one of them had stumbled, he knew that the crowd would trample them and kick them and do them in because they were calling them all, all kinds of, uh, they were cursing at them and all kinds of things. And it was a real bad scene, right? And I'm trying to see- With the Black where, Lives Matter shirt on. Well, well they said uh, Black Lives Matter. Shanine said agreed. Hmm. Shani just commented. She said, agree. But, uh, you know, it, it's just it's just the weirdest situation that we are in a civil war and people don't even know. That's right. We and we have been for quite a while now. It's just that we're getting at the pinnacle of it now. We're getting at the pinnacle of, well, let's say the engine is revved up to the place where it's about to take off now. It's been like an engine revving up. And this is, um, as to go back to what you were saying about us showing our hand, you are absolutely right. We have to be um, operating wisdom. I want to know when that's going to come. Um, you know, I know a family that are training their kids um, and they started with spiritual first and these four-year-olds can pray. They can pray better than a lot of adults. They can chase demons out of room better than a lot of adults and they're four. So you start there, but you're not advertising that that's what you're doing. You just got them. So the next step is going to be enrolling them in martial arts class, different forms of martial arts. And then the next is going to be as mommy and daddy is getting their CCWs, 
and things like that. You're moving them in progression according to their age and what they can handle at their age. Until when they get where they, they're going to in their adult life, that they're walking walking powerhouses and would nobody even know. You know, that's that is the type of mindset that we have to have. You're dealing with people who already feel like they have gainsay over you. They feel like they have power over you. They feel like they have weaponry over you. They feel like they have defense over you. It seems like all the laws or the law enforcement operate in their favor. And then they're provoking you to a fight in their territory. And you're going to go in and just, you're going to let them know what you're doing. Look, this is what we're doing now. We're not taking your crap. This is what we're doing. And like, oh, okay. So you give them a chance to strategize against your, they already got their next move over you. They already had their next move. So you come in with weapons and they, they, they throw some, uh, some kind of newly uh, formulated smoke bomb or something. You come in shooting, the smoke bomb goes off. You can't see. And who you going to shoot if you can't see? See, those type of things, we have to learn how to think ahead of them. Not just do the um, the physical things ahead of them, but you have to be able to outwit and outsmart. And all of that is resident in you. You need the, the wisdom, then ask. And as you ask, your your answer to your own question is inside you. We have to learn how to not be moved in our emotions so that we can take the time to sit back and think when you're moved in your emotions, you're moved emotionally, which is what they continue to provoke us to do. When you're moved in your emotions, you don't take the time to think rational. You have to think rational. Being rational is not being a punk. Being rational is the wisdom to take the time to plan and strategize so that you're not always on the bottom side of things. Yeah, you know, quit doing the prostrating and, 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 and posturing and get to real training. Now, speaking of civil war and seeing it going down, right? Uh, uh, Jim of 72, Shanine said, I've been saying that for the longest. Move in silence. Stop showing your plans to the enemy. That is exactly right. That is exactly That's right, Shanine. Right. That's right. So look, in Portland, the it's not the revolution, but it is the civil war. The beginnings of the armed conflict is starting to be televised. And the police chief there, he's a black man. He's a black man, you know. And he's speaking, and so this is from uh, last, from yesterday, from Sunday uh, afternoon. And they had a press conference. They were talking about uh, the efforts that they were doing, right? The efforts that they're doing to uh, combat the violence that's happening. And so the police chief and the mayor get up there. First of all, I don't know why they're not bringing in the National Guard. Don't know why they're not bringing in a National Guard. Maybe it's politics and they don't want to make Trump look good. But this is an American city. And if any, if people know anything, most things kick off in the West. If you think of the Black Panthers and the 
uh, lunch programs where they fed the kids in the morning breakfast and then lunch. That spread across from the West Coast and came over to the East and became the food programs with the tokens and everything that came from a brainstorm of the Black Panthers, right? To feed those who were hungry so that they could have productive school days, right? Things to start in the West come over. So we're looking at Portland, we're looking at Washington, then we come across, we come across Colorado and we go come over to Minnesota, then we got Wisconsin and we have uh, Illinois and we have Indiana. That's, that's the hub of the KKK, Grand Wizard. So we're in the Midwest now. And, all, and then it swings back down to the south. It'll go into the southern states, coming through Ohio, go to Kentucky, Tennessee, Louisiana. Then it's a circle. It begins a circle, then it starts to spread east. And so the man in office, no matter what he believes, wants to put down the violence. And so instead, now Trump supporters, so-called Trump supporters are coming and the violence is picking up. It started out with projectiles being thrown at them, burning flag, burning the Trump flag and the Trump people shooting paintballs. We've already seen murder, killings already. And this is what the man has to say. Listen now. you're saying it's operationally not feasible to keep those two sides apart, what's going to stop this from escalating to an open firefight in the streets? You know, I hope it doesn't come to that. We are, you know, we have a finite resource of officers and we have these activities taking place all throughout the city. The downtown core, our police precincts, our union offices and several, you know, random places. So we can't be everywhere at once. Um, the issue with firearms is very troubling to us, but people do have a constitutional right to carry firearms legally. So it's hard to prevent. I mean, some of the instances that take place, you're talking split second, a couple seconds. So a lot of times we're not right there to see things happen. I think the best we can do is message to people that we want a safe city. And we ask them not to come downtown or to these other places with firearms, not engage in violent acts of crime. And I think, you know, where we can, we have our resources stationed and we take action when we can. We've made several hundred arrests throughout these protests. So um, we've been out there 90 plus nights straight doing our, you know, our best to keep the city safe and to keep these interactions from happening. But Okay. So he says that they've been out there doing the best that they can right to keep these interactions from taking place right he said but he admits that they don't have the police resource to take care of this right Shanine said chickens coming home to roost they're saying that they don't have the 
police resource to take care of this. They can't be all over because he goes on to talk about there's parking garages and structures where this type of civil disorder, this beginning of civil war can kick off amongst the protesters and counter protesters deciding on what side that you're on on the protest. One's counter, one is pro, whatever. He's admitting, then he's saying, we're asking, we're, at, we're requesting that people don't come into the city with firearms. He went on to say, the mayor went on to say that if you're thinking about coming in to get retribution for what has happened over the weekend, please do not come to Portland. Help us keep Portland uh, secure. They're talking and they're trying to rationalize with a group of people who, when they see weakness, are going to pounce on it. And you're admitting that you don't have the resources, the law and order resources to keep the order by enforcing the law. You don't have those resources, but you want the people to have better angels, have their wings on and say, I'm not going to come and take advantage of this situation. I'm not coming to take advantage of this situation. You said you don't have it, but you don't want to bring in the National Guard. You don't want to bring in the National Guard. Um, I'm just going to have to put this one how I feel it. What the hell group of people are they talking to when they ask people not to come in? Because the people who would come in to get some retribution are already people who don't think straight. So you think you're going to to ask them nicely, please don't come in. Uh, when is the has the last time been that negotiation with a terrorist has ever been successful? What you have done is you negotiate with a terrorist. A terrorist would be like, uh, they'll give you their rules and their conditions on not to how not to promote the terrorism. The whole time they're lying to you. They just want to draw out your jelly back, right? So they're coming up with their rules. If you do this, you meet our demands here. You meet our demands here. We won't come in and do this. And when you meet the demands, then they look at you like, mm, you punks, you sorry people. You sorry people. And they come in and they do whatever they gonna was gonna do in the first place. So you first of all, you told them we're we're sitting ducks, we're wide open. We don't have it, we have a finite number of officers, is what he said. So they are limited to their resources, right? So you told them we're open. If you came in right now, as of this broadcast, we're wide open for you, we're sitting ducks for you. We don't, please don't come in, Mr. Terrorist and Miss Terrorist. Please don't come in because we don't want to have to call the National Guard. Well, no, what the posture that you take when you've had these kinds of situations happening all over the country, you come in like a bulldog and you say, look, look here, you come up in here with any stuff, don't start none, won't be none. Every resource that we have available will be called. You don't tell them you don't have a resource. You had a resource in the National Guard. Every resource that's available, the Coast Guard, the National Guard, and whoever else that's available is going to be here. If you come in with that, 
you're going to, if you leave out alive, you're going to leave with your tail between your legs. That is what you do when you have situations that's been happening all over the country and it's a threat to your city. I don't know where are these, le- how, how are these people getting in these leadership positions being so jelly back? I don't understand. I don't understand that. Me as a civilian female is not going to be jelly back like that. I'm not familiar with running a police department or anything like that, but I tell you what, you can stick me in there for a day. And if somebody come up with a threat, every uh, resource that we have available is going to be standing there front and center. Put that on the news. We stand in front and center. We stand in front and center with shields, guns, every piece of tanks, everything that's available is going to be there. You're not coming in my city with that. Try it if you want to. I double D dog dare you to come in here. And yeah, they'll be like, well, that's not professional uh, for a leader to talk about double D dog dare. Yeah, I'm double D dog daring you to come in. Come on. Come on, Cletus. Make our day. See, you have to be like Trump was when Trump was dealing with the North Korean guy. And they were talking about how unprofessional he was tweeting. Uh, you know, Trump basically told him, we know your reputation of being on a short fuse and you've been testing different types of, of uh, you know, machinery and, 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 and weaponry. But I tell you what, try me. If you come in and you start that stuff, I'm going to finish it. And guess what homeboy did? He backed down. As crazy as everybody said he was, as as crazy as they said the president was, oh, he's going to have us in a war. As crazy as that man was, he backed down. You have to show some you have to show people you as crazy as they are sometimes. Sometimes you have to battle crazy with crazy. Sometimes that's how you have to bring it. That's the only language they understand. We're we're seeing that the hippie love movement does not work when it comes to uh, self-defense or defending a city from invaders. It just, just does not work, right? So another meme I saw changing the subject just a little bit has to do with food for healthy lungs, right? Pineapple, Mm. garlic, water, ginger, apple, and and walnut. And I know this is something that is close to your heart. You know, eating uh, foods that are good for you and that keep you uh, sustained. And I believe that in this aspect of of what's happening today, that food for healthy lungs is very important because like when you were saying you dare drop those bombs out, you got to have something and you have a mask on, you got to have your lungs in full capacity because you're going to have to be doing a lot of a lot of tactical positioning, movement a lot of heavy stuff on or just being able to move when it's time to move, having character which is action, which is moving when necessary to defend your position so you know food for healthy lungs what do you think um we're this is a time where we're gonna have to be preemptive and corrective we understand that in our communities in particular there's a lot of high blood pressure 
a lot of things, respiratory illnesses and things like that. And so that's going to be the corrective. But the preemptive is even if you don't have any health problems, no health, bad diagnoses ever, you need to start doing these things to build your body up so that you're ready, particularly those of us who are carrying a little extra weight. You know, I don't want to be offensive. I'm, I'm a heavier person myself, so I'm not being offensive to heavier people. We have to go the extra mile, especially as we and don't keep the weight on as you're losing the weight. Now, the interesting thing about that combination, and there's one very key one that's missing, and that's lemon. Lemon is an antioxidant. You should be daily drinking a mixture of uh, distilled water ginger um, pineapple some kind of combination of those and you want to have lemon in there all the time and also another one to add is green matcha tea green matcha tea is the highest uh, level of I mean it's it's high in caffeine however it's high in um, properties that keep you immune as well so green matcha tea with a half a whole lemon squeezed in uh, and ginger and then any of the combination of those other ones and the apple needs to be green, not red. So uh, any of the combination of those others, um, well, you need to do this on a daily basis, at least once a day, preferably twice a day. If you're drinking eight ounce mixture of a combination, making sure that the lemon, make sure you have the lemon and the ginger. Those are a must because both of those in particular clean out the phlegm, and stuff that comes through the lungs and stuff like that. I mean, think about it. Why did they attack the lung? Why did they come up with a virus and it was man-made? Why did they, why does this virus attack the lungs and fill the lungs? Cause you're not gonna be able to walk far. You're not gonna be able to talk much. You're not gonna be able to, to yell, cry loud and spare not much. You sure not gonna be able to run much because you're not gonna have that power, that wind power. And so with that, the lungs connected to the heart um, and all of that. So you need to get very educated and go look up information. When people come to you about information, eating, eating is medicine, food is medicine and medicine is food. True. There are people who got healed from fourth stage cancer going on an all raw diet. They were healed of fourth, did you hear me? Fourth stage cancer, where the doctor said, there's nothing else we can do for you. Basically, you out of here. They went on an aggressive, all raw, non-cooked food diet, and they were healed because those combination of foods and the nutrients that are in the foods reversed the cancer. Unless we become knowledgeable about, about this, we have to see ourselves as soldiers in the army. This is how we have to see ourselves as soldiers in the army. So we're training in the army. You don't see them eating certain things in the army. When you're training, you don't participate in certain things. You don't hang in certain places. You don't surround yourself with certain types of people. You don't, you are a soldier in the army and this is how you're going to have to be not a civilian. If you're going to survive, this stuff is crazy. Are you seeing how crazy it is? Do you see how we can't get no truth from the media? Do you see how law enforcement is just doing anything? Are you seeing how government is just doing anything?
Do you see all the corruption? Do you see all of that? So what are you going to do? You're going to just sit and wait for the next thing to happen? Or are you going to say, hey, I got to strap myself in and get myself ready for whatever? Because if it's going to be like that, then I'm going to have to be able to run in with both eyes open and go in like a bomb. And, you know, for, for those of you, I want to put a disclaimer on that because, you know, we have eyes and ears, ears hearing and eyes watching. I did not make a terrorist uh, statement. I did not make a terrorist statement. However, nobody is going to sit and just be a sitting duck for y'all to just run roughshod over and go up in with no grease and not do nothing about it. Nobody's doing that. So I digress. Um, the, the food is very important. The food is very important. Guys, take that seriously. If you don't take anything else seriously, any diagnosis that you have can be reversed. That coupled with knowing how to use the power of your words, you don't understand. You have to know who you are and we'll get on that on another show. But listen, the power of your words and your diet is everything. It's everything. Everything. So look, people, you, for those who are coming in, you're watching hashtag TFR, TFR Podcast Live presents Observations by Crazy D with my special guest host, Tanya M. Congress. She's my sister, y'all. Make sure that you smash that like button. Make sure you smash the share button. Let people know that we're on right now. Make sure you go over to Cash App, dollar sign, TFR Podcast Live. That's dollar sign, TFR Podcast Live. And put a few dollars on that account right there. You like what you're hearing, right? And of course, 213-943-3358. Call in, let your voice be heard, or leave your comments because we are simulcasting right now on Periscope at TFR Podcast Live. We are at Vimeo, the Film Review Life Channel Showcase. Just go there, Google TFR Podcast Live within the search in Vimeo and we come up. We're on Facebook at Crazon Dion, also on Tanya M. Congress page, and also on the Film Review, Movies, Music, Culture, Politics, Society, page on FB. Make sure that you like that, share that, join that, follow that, because that's where you get all the information when we come on. And of course, we're on the Film Review Life channel on YouTube. The Film Review Life channel. Just go to YouTube and say, it, go to the search and go hashtag TFR Podcast Live and it's going to come right up and you're going to be able to watch this but make sure you subscribe subscribe now click the bell so that you will be on in the know when we come on right now look this whole situation is not strange for those who have been preparing themselves over the years shanine says he might as well put out the welcome mat uh speaking of the uh Share, I mean, the um, police chief in uh, Portland and the mayor, too. And in other words, come get rid of the people sticking up for themselves, right? That's what her new her two comments were. Now, switching gears just a little before we uh, go in. 
we saw this ad and I thought that this would be something that would be of your own heart here because Berkeley College of Music has started a Berkeley podcast for music, right? And I just said, hey, why don't I have Tanya tell a story of her time when she was at the Berkeley College of Music, you know, because, you know, to let them know a little bit who you are because they've seen you on. So tell them a little bit of who you are musically before we move forward. Well, um, Berkeley College of Music, besides Juilliard, uh, Berkeley and Juilliard run simultaneously. Juilliard is more of the classical and jazz um, school known for it. And Berkeley is more of a um, more of a mainstream. The rest of the music uh, you know, the music genres, as well as m film scoring, music production and engineering, um, and jazz. And just the, what Berkeley was, was a mini music industry inside a school. So basically all of the politics, everything that you could experience in the music industry was going on at Berkeley. For me, it was a very valuable experience. Um, from there, I wound up touring from there and uh, going to other parts of the world from there, uh, Japan, New Zealand, um, it was uh, Hawaii I went to. That's part of the States, though. And also uh, Australia. I went to those countries. And it was a very valuable experience. Um, Berkeley, there's nothing going on musically that you will not find there, including um, DJing. They've added that as a course curriculum. I'm trying to figure out how you can add a field to that. But I don't know. Maybe I need to go just take a look at it and see how it goes down to know how they're doing it. But it's a prestigious school, so it's a big deal. And I didn't really know, you know, to me, I'm always going to be the same no matter what kind of um, accolades or accomplishments that I get. I'm always going to be cool. I'm always going to be chill. But when I tell people that I've gone to Berkeley, they're like, Berkeley? You went to Berkeley? Other musicians are like, you went to Berkeley? So, you know, it's a, it's kind of a big deal. But it's a it's a prestigious school. And for those who don't know, you know, you remember that song, I got the power. You know, it was a it was the one dude, it was uh something G Turbo B. But but, but it Turbo was B. Turbo B is the one that you toured with, right? And right. Uh, we got you on a delay, but I'm still hearing you though, but your vocal isn't matching with your which means there's a lag on the uh, Instagram, on the internet, on your end, but I'm it's cool because your, your vocal, no, that's fine. You don't have to change. Your vocal is fine. And so it's going to catch up soon, but I just wanted to let you know that, be aware of that. But um, Turbo B, so my sister was the keyboards, live keyboards, because you know, it was recorded for those who don't know. Most of the time, all the stuff is uh, recorded on an 808 or other equipment inside the studio. Then when you go out, you have to find band members that can emulate and bring to life what you did in the studio. And that was what my sister was able to do on the keyboard. And then at one point, the, the one of the singers 
left, right? And and, and you know, and then they brought my sister in to sing. I got the power. Right. So <laughs> yeah, we, let me let me tell a little bit about that part. Um, the the singer who was with them at the time because they had gone through several singers because Turbo was kind of uh, I mean. He was kind of hard to deal with if you didn't understand him. But what's so funny about Turbo is his birthday was eight days after mine. So we understood each other perfectly, right? He was a Taurus male. I understood him perfectly. So he and I didn't have any beef at all. But the young lady that was there before me, her name was Penny Ford. She's a very well-known R&B singer. Vocalist had several albums, has been on several projects uh, Mike, from Michael Jackson all the way. So that's the person that I had to follow behind. It was totally unexpected because I didn't go on as a singer. I'm a vocalist. I can hold a tune, but that's not my main thing. My main thing is playing keys, right? So I had to pull double duty. And uh, there's a whole story behind that that's for another show as well. I had to pull double duty. They was going to try to play me on the money. That wasn't going to happen. So <laughs> we'll talk about that another time. And not not to not to because this is water under the bridge, but you found out in the industry how when vocal cords are a little strained, right? How they go about helping to keep the vocalist able to sing. And that's for another oh, show. So that's for another that's show. For another that's show. for another show, right? Yes. But uh show. so we've been talking about the fragility of the white man as um, the white man's guilt in America of being white in America the guilt of being white in America and you know there are there's this new commercial there's a new series of commercials out have you seen them for this product called Fan Apt? Fan app, and I'm pronouncing it long, but it's fan app, right? It is for people who suffer from schizophrenia, right? So they're playing these, what has been uh, said to be creepy commercials. They're creepy people because the people are saying, oh, there's two ladies in the car. We're going to play this. There's two ladies in the car and say, oh, look. And then they look and then they cut to a, a billboard inside of a, a advertisement inside of a of a, a bus shelter. Oh, that's what we're both on. And then they go on and start telling about their almost psychotic, <laughs> well, oh, excuse me, schizophrenia. <laughs> Breaks, but it's something in there that may that I've been seeing it for the last uh, about a week now, and it made me sit up and take notice. So let's play this, and we're going to uh, talk about it right here. Now, wait a minute. Now, she used to be hearing these terrible voices. Was that the same type of voice that told the woman after she 
in Boston where she ran her kids into the water and she got out and said it was a black man that jacked the car? Was it was those those same voices? Are those those same voices? Let's continue on. Let's continue on. Listen to this. Listen to this commercial now. I used to feel like everyone was staring at me. Look here. Let, let, let me back this. Let me see if I can catch this right there. Right there. Right there. She thought this is disturbing. This is a this this is disturbing as a American black male. You're walking down the street, minding your business, and a schizophrenic uh, Caucasian woman representing her fragility through her schizophrenia thinks that you are looking and staring at her. That is a recipe for disaster for a black male. Now the Asian woman, now she could probably get a probably get a pass from it, but a black male standing there looking at you, there is a problem. And is this the same thing that Caucasian women were suffering with all the time when black men were being lynched? in the South. Is this fragility what they were suffering from all of the time? And is this FANAP, is this FANAP drug going to save us all from the fragility, from the white fragility of the Caucasian female that says that black men do things. He was staring at me. He was looking at me. I didn't feel safe. Stay on your meds. Go back. Let me back this up a little bit. Let me see. She, the blonde in particular, she said she heard voices. Like, this is the same voices that have them locking their kids in the basement and doing all kinds of abuse to them. But this one right here said she used to feel like is there different types of schizophrenia? Like some people hear voices, others feel that black men are staring at them? I used to feel like everyone was staring at me. But we're doing much better now, right? So now approved for the treatment of schizophrenia in adults. Okay, okay, so it's approved for schizophrenia in adults, right? It's approved for schizophrenia in adults. And I'm just asking like, have we been subject to something because people were suffering from mental illness? Now we've always said on the show that uh, racism is actually mental illness. We've always said that on the film review and that it should be classified as such that it is, is, mental illness. Shani said, that's so cool, Tanya. She wanted to tell you that about the thing, right? So what do you have to say about that before we get to the second half, which has to deal with uh, the guilt of being white, a white man in America? Um, that whole thing about, um, it's actually paranoid. They, they're calling it schizophrenia. 
but it's actually actually paranoid schizophrenia, which is the reason why you're paranoid. You're paranoid that people are looking at you. You're paranoid. Uh, the schizo part is hearing the voices and stuff like that. I hear these voices in my head. See, there is a, a argument, a going ongoing, probably never ending argument between psychology and spirituality these days with regards to schizophrenia. And so uh, spirituality says that, or I'll, I'll say the church says that it's demons. Psychology gets highly offended and says it's a chemical imbalance. Um, what I will say is the same manifestations that are demonic come across in mental illness. So when you're hearing voices, what voices are they? Uh, where, where do you think they're coming from? They're not just coming out of nowhere. Their voices are, uh, they're legitimate. <laughs> but see, nobody wants to talk about that part. The voices are legitimate. We hear voices in our head all the time. Most of the time it's our own. Most of the time it's our own voice we hear when we're deciding on something, making a decision, having a thought. That's a voice inside your own head but it's what it's telling you that makes a difference between whether it's demonic or whether it is godly. What it's telling well, yeah, you, yeah, let, let, how let it's directing let, let me interject real quick. He says, uh, Karis once says in a lecture that the voice that you hear, how you know that God exists is how are you able, he just put the question out there, how are you able to hear your own voice in your head when you're not speaking? It's your voice you hear it clearly. Hmm, I think that I, I'm not going to do that. You say that to yourself and you move upon it. And that's how you know that uh, God exists because that's your inner voice, right? That's now, right. Now, that would mean that once you get some kind of psychosis or some kind, some kind of damage that mentally hits you or hurts you, right? That means that you have opened up or you do something that allows you to open up to other spaces or other realms, then you would hear other voices other than your God voice. I'll say that. Absolutely. Absolutely. And did you see that movie Split? Did you see Split? Okay, we're stuck and I'm going to actually I'm going to refresh. Or yeah, yeah. Are go you ahead stuck and refresh because you're fine. Okay, you're fine. You know, okay. it is. Okay, it we're is. good now. Okay. Okay, but that movie Split um, was, and my screen is stuck again. Um, that movie Split was something. He had twenty three different personalities, I believe it was, and they came out. I mean, one of them <laughs> was even a nun. Uh, he had 23 different personalities and where does that come from? Just like you just said, just like uh, KRS-One said, it is a, a when you enter into other realms and you open up your psyche to other realms, calling yourself being spiritual, a lot of times that's where that head damage comes from because we're not meant to operate in certain realms as human beings and we're not meant to operate in certain realms um, as the God part of ourselves either. And so once we do that, you start behaving abnormally 
because you've entered into realms where you didn't belong. But that commercial, when you told me to look at that commercial, I said, well, diagonal, you subject to have mental illness when you finish looking at it. Look at the color scheme, the, the, the background and color scheme. And they're talking in that monotone voice. You know, they're trying to put you in a trance while you looking at the commercial. That's what we're on. Did we get to the, the side effects yet? Because you couple that with the other mental drugs that says, you know, side effects includes nausea, vomiting, suicide. Oh, that's a side effect. I mean, taking a drug suicide and I'm supposed to take it when used in conjunction wait, 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 with wait, wait, other let, drugs. Let's say disclaimer. We have not actually read the side effects. So this is just assumption, right? So this is not actually we're not claiming that that's exactly what is one of the side effects right but you know they have all kinds of side effects on these drugs oh your 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 bladder is gonna fall off inside your body don't worry about it you'll have nine <laughs> months to live but you'll be cured from your your glaucoma but you're just gonna die and then bladder fell off but you know it, it's cool it's cool right then at the end you always got the person at the end that says I feel so much better now. <laughs> Meanwhile, you didn't vomit it all night. You didn't. You didn't went through all of this, but you you feel so much better now. So the the anti depressant drugs are the ones that have those disclaimers that I was talking about. The anti depressant. So now the the average person that goes into a psychiatrist or psychologist for mental illness. We had we had this young lady um, in the church that I attended. I'm, I won't say her name, but she had she had different times when she manifested different mental illnesses. See, there are over 250 documented mental cases or uh, stages of mental illness. Over 250. Go look them up. Over 250, and it's any combination of things: psychosis. Uh, uh, schizophrenia, depression, all of this stuff can manifest in either two out of three or five out of nine or or whatever. All of these come up to 250 different diagnoses, right? So they had put her on, try every drug on her because they could not diagnose her. First, you know, it was schizophrenia, it was depression, it was uh, it was different stuff. And so one day she just told me she 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 was having an episode. And I was always the one they called to regulate her because for some reason, she knew how to get herself in line when she seen me coming. No matter what kind of manifestation she was having, when she seen me coming, she got it together. That's another thing about that stuff, okay? So, which led me to believe it was more demonic in origin than it was mental. Because when she seen me coming, she got it in order, right? So, one day she just screamed at me. We were down in the downstairs bathroom and she said, they they said I was this. They said I was that. They put me on every drug that's known to man in psychology and none of it's working. I said, I know it's not because mental illness is not your problem. And this is what often happens with mental patients. They go through, here we go with the Journal of Medicine. I guess there's a Journal of Mental Medicine. So here we go. Based on these symptoms, based on your behaviors here, Okay, we think that you are bipolar, but you may not be bipolar, schizophrenic today. Tomorrow you're bipolar 
because these are different spirits manifesting in different ways and they're playing games. That's what spirits do. They play games with you, right? So they bounce back and forth and they put you on a yo-yo path. You don't know what you're dealing with, right? Unless you just sit back and you look at them and you think about it and you tell them, you tell them what it is, right? But it's hard, it's tormented for the individual that's going through that because they're seeking help. And here is a drug, another experiment. You're saying this is gonna help me. I feel better now. I man how you wait a minute. How I just thought about it. How are you managing your schizophrenia? How are you managing it? You're managing it. If that's possible, you wouldn't have it at all. Why would you want to keep it and manage it instead of getting rid of it, right? So here's this wonder drug. Oh, that's what we're on. Like that's going to actually be a subject of conversation. You riding down the street, you see the advertisement for the fan app, and all of a sudden that's going to spark a conversation with y'all about your schizophrenia. So unrealistic, so depressing. The, the film was depressing. It had a blue cast on it, blue and gray, looking like rainy days and Mondays always get you down. And just, you know, by the time you finish looking at the commercial in two minutes, you you need some fan app. <laughs> look, 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 people. This is crazy. So, so look, people. You know, the topic for today is, let me read it good. Let me make sure I get it right. The guilt of being white in America. Has this always been the problem? Was it when they came over and discovered something that was already here and they brought disease and death to the people, the native peoples of this land? Did they all of a sudden get a schizophrenia, a psychosis then? Is that what happened? Is that why then they said, well, why are they dying? They don't like us. They Every time we come, they're staring at us. Let's start killing them. And now they have just realized what's wrong with the majority of the Caucasians who deal in this. And they have now decided that they have something that can help them now. That, that, that's the big that's the big thing. So here it is. Now, this is fan apt. Now, I don't know where they come up with these names. Fan, like it's a fan. You're a fan of an app. Right. You're a fan of an app. App you, you, you're, you're fan app, right? So you're fanning out. You're fan app, right? So check this, this, check this version of the commercial out. This has to do with the men, right? And this is very important because... This can answer some questions for us, I believe. Uh, wait a minute. Uh, this is gonna answer some questions for us, I believe. Do you know how it feels to live with schizophrenia? I am a good parent. Jared? I'm hearing the most awful things. People shouting at me. It's okay. When you live with schizophrenia like us, you can feel like you're living in a different world. You should definitely talk to your doctor and ask about. You can feel like you're living in a 
different worlds. You will see people who are minding their own business and you will think they are yelling at you and what you have to do is kill them. Is this what's happening with these type of people right here? Should they have been on FANAP? Is FANAP going to be the drug, the wonder drug that saves us all? Shanine said, never heard of FANAP. Lord help us, Lord help us. That's right, look, is this the drug that's gonna help us get rid of these killer white boys? These white boy killers that are killing up innocent people. Dylan Roof probably went into the church with the nine at the AME church in South Carolina and they were praying and singing with them and he probably thought each one of them was looking at him and staring at him. And he was like that and he was hearing voices. Oh, Oh, you, you're no good. You're nothing. You should kill these. You should kill these because they're no better than you. And he was hearing voices. Should he have had fat app? Should all of these Caucasians that are talking this Second Amendment and the Constitution and that it should be a white ethno state, should they all be on fat app? because they obviously appear to be, to have symptoms of having schizophrenia with paranoia that people are coming to get them. They feel like they're gonna be wiped off the planet and so they have to kill those before they wipe them off the planet and the people who are walking around saying, oh, love, love movement. Oh, we're gonna be wiped out genetically, so let's come on. That sounds like schizophrenia. It sounds like paranoia. Take this drug. Listen, this man is sitting on a park bench and he's like, I'm a good father. He's talking to himself. He's hearing a voice. People are yelling at him and the voice is saying, you're not a good father. You're nothing. And then a black guy walks past, walking his dog. And next thing you know, he says, kill that thing. Feel better. It's FANEP, the drug that's going to Save us all. Do you know how it feels to live with schizophrenia? I am a good parent. Jared? I'm hearing the most awful things. People shouting at me. It's okay. When you live with schizophrenia like us, you can feel like you're living in a different world. You should definitely talk to your doctor and ask about FNAPT. Okay. FNAPT is approved for the treatment of schizophrenia in adults. In clinical trials, FNAPT significantly improves symptoms of schizophrenia compared to placebo. Cynthia, are you okay? I feel like everyone's out to get me. FNAPT may change your heart rhythm. Wait a minute, wait, wait, wait. Didn't, wait a minute, what is white supremacy all about? It's all about that another group of people are coming to get us. They're going to wipe us out. Have we been subject to people who suffer from schizophrenia? Is that not the guilt of being a white man in America? Here he is, they're talking, oh, when we suffer from schizophrenia, 
And they're talking amongst themselves. Meanwhile, they're killing up anyone who doesn't look like them because they feel like people are staring. I feel like people are out to get me. Are they really out to get you? Should you be on that app? Should Dylan Roof and the rest of the guys, should that Kyle Rittenhouse have been on fan apt? Maybe he wouldn't have went there thinking that he was a police officer throwing signs and throwing signs with his buddies with the semi-automatic rifle committing white on white crime. Ooh, thank goodness it was white on white crime. We're not saying that white lives don't matter. But if they don't matter to each other in this civil war, why should it matter to anyone else? Right? Right? So let's continue with the, the, the end of the commercial. Let me back up a little bit. Let's go back. She says, I feel like people are out to get me. This is schizophrenia. Cynthia, are you okay? I feel like everyone's out to get me. Phenapt may change your heart rhythm, which could elevate risk of sudden death. Your doctor will consider this when deciding among treatments and may prescribe another medication first or may instruct you to take a smaller dosage of Phenapt. Remember, you're not alone. There is help. Ask your doctor about... Okay, okay, people. So, it may speed up your... So, automatically, white folks are having a lower birth rate and globally, their numbers are starting to dwindle. So not only do you have to take something that has to keep you from killing people because you think you hear voices and you act out and you're violent, but it's also going to, it's gonna cause your heart to speed up and you're gonna die. And, and so you're automatically being wiped out more and more. This, this is, this will be considered unfair except for if you look at the history of what has been done, right? And what did we say? What did we say just last week on our last show, our third show that came on on Friday of last week? You know, we come on Monday through Friday, 9.30 a.m. Pacific, 12.30 p.m. Eastern, Monday through Friday. What did we just talk about, right? We talked about how the revolution will not be televised. That was the old way because the revolution will be televised in the hospitals because of the fact that these Indians from India are in the hospitals and they're gonna be prescribing for you FANF. You may have certain things and oops, we didn't know that your heart, that you would be one of the ones where the heart rate uh, speeds up and you die because we're just practicing medicine. We didn't know that, but we're going to keep on prescribing and say sooner or later we're going to find out that FANAP has side effects and it's going to be some lawyer on TV that's going to say, did you take, did you or one of your family members take FANAP? Well, you, and did they die? Well, you may be up for this class action suit. So contact lawyer such and such and such and such and such a ambulance chaser. And we will make sure that you get a piece of this 
class action suit. Did you use talcum powder all your life? Did one of your family members <laughs> die of abdominal cancer? Well, you may have a case against a certain company that has a double name with a J. So just send in your information to us and you may get... This is what's happening. But right now, the revolution will be televised. It's going to be televised in your lily white suburbs with your lily white picket fence with your one and a half children. It's going to be televised when you go to the hospital and the Indians from India are in there and they're going to prescribe fat app for you so that you can become dormant so that they can come on and take over so they can stop your schizophrenical murderous tirades inside your head so that you become dormant and they can take over because they're not like the American blacks that said live for the most part live and let live they are going to teach you what it is to truly fear a group of people that have melanin in their skin and you know they need that oh women Shanine said what, what did Shanine say real quick before I come to you Tanya Shanine says, uh, never heard of fan app. Uh, fanatical aptitude. Okay, okay. Uh, fan app is just another way to cope, to cop out of responsibility. The answer is facing real consequences. That's right, but while they're facing real consequences, we say by all means, American blacks say by all means, do not bring that drug to us, but make sure that you flood them with the drug so they will be under control and stop looking at us every time we walk by and think, I think people are trying to harm me. I hear these voices, the voices, I'm a good guy. I'm, what? Kill that, kill him. The police officers need to be taken fat out. What do you say? Um, that's an interesting observation. Every aspect of the observation is very interesting. And um, that coupled with what Shanine just said, basically, I had already written it on my notepad here, but this is a setup. It's a setup, you know, to already give a uh, what a disclaimer to this behavior. It's a setup. This is the first time in my life I have ever seen a commercial for schizophrenia. This is the first time out of all the drugs I've seen, we got the drugs for depression. We got the drugs for other um, illnesses that kind of spin off directly from depression. But this is the first time I've seen a commercial for schizophrenia. So it's a setup, it's time, it's a time release thing where they're putting this in place and so that tells me that's going to be their method of defense once they uh so they get on the drug and they go out and commit the crime and so the proof that they are schizophrenic is they're taking fan up that is going to be their method of defense they're going to have an insanity plea or some kind of plea like that to to fend off because after a while um, the the just getting off with murder, getting away with murder the way they've been getting away with it is not gonna fly. So now they have something else, and they're telling you right in your face. We already watch watch. They're basically saying, watch this. 
We got some more tricks for you. Watch this. This is what we about to do. Watch this. That's what they're doing. They're telling it, telling it to you. But do you remember a couple of years back when Charles Barkley and somebody else had an interview with a white supremacist? Did you ever see that? I didn't see that. You said no. I didn't see that. Uh-uh. Yeah, go out on YouTube and see it because the man was so boldly ridiculous in saying why he felt that the white man was superior and the black man was inferior. And he's sitting there talking to two black men, including a multi-ringed basketball player, Charles Barkley. And Charles, he was getting a little bit pumped, you know, in talking okay, to first, the guy. First of all, Char Charles has never gotten a ring. That's the only thing that he regrets. Oh, okay. That he never got a okay. ring. Jordan and them stopped Jordan, those years of Jordan stopped him from the Phoenix Suns of getting a ring. So, unfortunate. No, no ring. No ring for Charles. Charles, that's okay. the only thing Charles, all he has is opinion. And all the other players now say when they when he says they're not tough, they say, why would we listen to you? You don't even have any rings. <laughs> okay, well, then a correction on the error of my assumption. Uh, but... Yeah, but he still was a, a basketball player that was in the NBA over what this guy was. Whatever it was he did, it was not nothing I knew, so it wasn't all that important. So they were talking to this man, and he was just delusional. He was completely delusional. You got to go look it up and look at the expressions on Charles's face while this man is talking. It was funny. But you have people, they are uh, not only schizophrenic, they're delusional. They suffer from delusions. So it's multiple things going on in the minds of these people. There's a delusion of superiority while there is a uh, paranoia against the people that they say they're superior over. Now that's, now that's funny. That is funny. That's an illness. That's a separate category. So you have, you have, <laughs> you have a delusion. You're delusional that you are superior, yet you have paranoia against those that you're superior over, right? Why would you have a paranoia against them? So this is actually, I consider it, this is just me, I consider it a curse. I consider it a curse that you have something going on inside your head that has you in this state of mind. It's a curse. And it's a curse that you brought upon yourself by your deeds. Now, let me clarify, because, you know, the argument always is, well, I'm not, I wasn't here. I didn't do it. I didn't do the crimes. I didn't, I didn't lynch anyone. I didn't tie anybody to the bumper of a car and drag them through the street till they were dead. I didn't do any of that. No, you may not have, but you are not denouncing any of the privileges that you got from those who did go before you and did that. So it's still putting you in a, a white supremacist mind state, whether you want to own that or not. If you want to prove that you're not in that mind state, give up your privilege. Give up your privilege for that, which is right. If you want to prove that it's different, if you want to prove uh, that black lives matter in your white skin, then denounce your privilege openly, publicly, and put yourself in the position of what we have to deal with and put yourself in a position of the what's going to come against you for openly denouncing your privilege by openly identifying with black people and their struggle for real for real 
If you want to prove something, do that. Mm-hmm. So look, people. As we come down to the closing, right? Here are a couple of memes, the last four memes in a row, right? The first meme over my right shoulder to the left of the screen is how to research a product, right? This is a mindset ex exercise, right? Remember, we often talk about mind state and mindset. Mindset is a training, right? That you're trained to act a certain way. We talked about that on episode 128 of the Film Review, Movies, Music, Culture, Politics, Society podcast. Make sure you go back and watch that on the Film Review Life channel right after this show, episode 128. We break down mindset, and we were talking about mindset on Friday of observations this past Friday. Mindset is a way that you are trained to put the round peg in the round hole, the uh, triangular peg in the triangular hole. Boom, and you, you can do this. Even a, even a chimpanzee can do that, right? With the right training. That's mindset. Mind state is creating your world, right? But certain lessons in mindset help you along. Right. If you haven't gotten your mind to be able to think in on in order, in an order, if you have convoluted and, and many different voices running your head, these exercises help you to focus your mind. And once your mind is focused, then you're able to then branch out. So this right here, this meme, if you get a chance to see it, how to go about researching a product and it takes you through all the different steps and each one of the different steps uh wind up with you purchasing the product right and so just like you should go out and purchase back in cleveland movie you know this is what this show is sponsored by back in cleveland movie featuring artists from cleveland ohio as we tell a story that is one of the most funniest one of the most dramatic Films that you will see, you can see it right on lordlandfilms.com. Lordlandfilms.com. You go right there, and it's right there. When you go to lordlandfilms.com, you can either stream it or you can order the hard copy. You know that's what we do, right? So look, that's once you research a product, it shows you how to go about doing it, and then you know how quality it is, and then you will finally order the product being educated about what you're going to get. And that's very important. The next uh, meme is salute to all the fathers raising revolutionary children. Because you see the revolution will, well the revolution is gonna be televised for some in the hospitals, but the revolution will be televised, but what will American blacks or the black diaspora around the world, or for those who feel more comfortable with this term, the African diaspora around the world, what will that revolutionary re revolution look like? And hopefully, and hopefully, you will take the words of this man right here, 
We're going, we're going to fight racism with solidarity, right? The people have to have the power. It belongs to the people. Fred Hampton. Now, Fred Hampton believed in, I will say, a rainbow coalition. Not the rainbow coalition. Now, more kind of like the Jesse Jackson uh, rainbow coalition, except for it was more... Uh, revolutionary. He, he believed in that, but how can you actually join with other groups of people until you first solidate yourself, yourselves, because the other groups that you're trying to deal with obviously suffer from schizophrenia and we don't need that. And lastly, people, later today, Brandy versus Monica is on the versus battle. 20 songs, Brandy. 20 songs, Monica. Hit for hit. Who will win that battle? Brandy or Monica? Who do you have, Tony? Who do you have on that battle, on that versus battle? Uh, I would say Brandy. I would say Brandy. See, we're in agreement. I I said Brandy too. Because Brandy, what's the song? Uh na 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 Almost doesn't count. When I saw that video, I, I was on the floor because you know she's moving across, she's hitchhiking across to get to her gig or whatever as the storyline is. And that song, the, the melody on it. The vocal on it almost doesn't count. That almost just kills it, right? You just put that on. That's you put that on twenty times, and but Brandy has so <laughs> many hits, and she's in the modern era today, right? So and not only Brandy. that, her no, excuse me, Brandy is what I meant. Brandy uh, is in the modern time. Monica, she can sing. Monica can sing, but it's something about Brandy. Always. Well, also the producers and writers, um, I don't know them all, you know, person for person, but I could tell that they didn't have the same producers um, and the, the quality of the work, the, the way the songs were written, even the ones that Brandy didn't write, uh, the writing, the production and all of that, it, it always made you, it made her stand out in a way that Monica doesn't. Like, I don't, I uh, I only remember actually one song by Monica. Was it never meant to cause you any pain? Wasn't that her? Never meant to cause you no pain. Wasn't that her? Okay, I was singing that in the wrong key too, but um, yeah. Um, so uh, you know, so I only remember the one song. But with Brandy, I could at least think of three. I could at least think of three, and even in 2011. She had an album. Um, she just had a song uh, on there that I really like called You Don't Know What You Got Here. Um, and I love that song. I used to play it over and over again. And uh, the production on that was was stellar. So Brandy, she had a good, like as her career progressed and stuff, her parents were very involved in her career and things like that. And that mean, I think that that means a lot too when your parents, if they're not money hungry, um, when your parents are involved in your career, 
uh, unlike another singer's parents that let her get married underage. But um, I think it means a lot when <laughs> I think it means a lot when your parents are business minded. And so they kind of her mom was with her every step of the way, guiding her career as well. And I thought that she's all the, all the way around. I mean, you don't you heard some other things that went on in her personal life, was which was basically her business. But you didn't find any big scandals with her. Or anything so she's a class act all the way around i like brandy i can't hear you you got to come back in so in closing people as we uh round out and finish out remember that if you have a son and we talked about this. If you have a son and you're in a movie theater and someone sits their uh, American black sits their popcorn down on the bench waiting for his wife to come from the restroom so he can go into the theater and your little son automatically rolls over to try to commandeer the big tub of popcorn, you might think that your son might possibly be not only a shooter killer, white boy killer, but he might be a serial killer. Jeffrey Dummer, etc., etc., etc. Get them on FANAP, because somewhere in his little voice <laughs> in Terrible 2-3, he thought that he had the right to the popcorn. And it had to be snatched away before you could get... But, so remember, people, Put your little kid on fat. Uh, you know, I'm not endorsing it, but I'm thinking to keep the serial killing and the white supremacy and the Nazis and the skinheads and all the other stuff down and the people who believe in the Constitution when they haven't really read it and etc, etc, etc. Put the kids on fat. Put your little daughters on fat. If they sit in their room and they're just rocking back and forth. Go get them diagnosed and put them in your Caucasian. Put them on fan up because you don't want your kid growing up one day saying, he raped me or he was looking at me. I had to kill him. This is what's going you know on. What? I think that, wait a minute. I think that fan up is going <laughs> to be the godsend. I think, I think this is it. I think... We found it. They finally are admitting what is wrong with them, and we won't have Dylan and the we won't have Dylan and the boys over here anymore. The 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 boy band called the the white boy killers. What you got to say? Um, I was gonna say interesting about that. There was an episode of Law and Order, and you know the Law and Order episodes. A lot of times they're right in line with what's going on today. And this particular one yesterday had just that. It had a white supremacist who uh, actually he was, his thing was against Arabs. And so he was going around killing Arabs. And um, what they had come down with is that he, uh, his psychologist, because they were going to go for an insanity defense. And the psychology claimed that the brain of a white supremacist uh, when it's, it's otherwise normal until you mention that that they hate. When you mention that that they hate, this part of the brain goes into all kinds of colors. 
and it, it illuminates it gets fiery when you mention that mention that which they hate so there have been case studies done and then they did the study on him and he matched with the the theory that when you mention arabs his this part of his brain start going crazy well what it turned out is is that that wasn't even really the problem the problem was that his father had been in uh in afghanistan and had married an arab woman and had not returned home that was his problem that he had left when he was young and had not returned home and he had a thing against arabs because his father married an arab woman that's what it really was so it was some type of hatred but it wasn't it wasn't that so when you get into these case studies and then it came up with this drug fan app now after like you said the side effects and then the disclaimers and then call the law offices of whoever to do this class action lawsuit not to mention that because it was a mental drug and it messed with the chemical balance of the brain that some other problem has now come up because in the brain because this stuff was wrong or it's got something in it that's going to cause something else so i mean the fan app is going to be good for some of them a lot of them probably because they're delusional it's going to deal with that delusional uh i feel somebody staring i hear voices talking i see white people um you know i i'm, I'm hearing the hearing <laughs> no 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 they're gonna say i see dangerous black people listen take that fan app okay <laughs> take that fan out brand uh, uh shanice said brandy for her but she said uh -huh. she likes brandy i mean she likes monica let me get this right because this is funny she said i like monica but i didn't know she had 20 hits right Right, that's a good point, Chani. Very good point. Cause I, like I said, I know she probably has more hits than I know. I never really connected with Monica like that in her music. I only remember that one song, and that's only because the radio station played it so much. You had no choice but to, but to remember it. But yeah, I'm like you regarding Monica. So close out. So close out and then I'll do the closing because we are coming around to the last three minutes of the show. I said, go ahead and close out. Oh, uh, we, we close, oh, okay. Do your closing. Okay. Tell them where they can reach you. All <laughs> Once again, this has been another power packed episode of observations, part of the TFR podcast live um franchise and we're very glad that you guys take the time out of your day to listen to what we have to say and connect with us by way of what we're sharing with you and you know uh, helping to share your opinions for those of you who are going to come on and listen post broadcast we thank you guys for taking the time to come on um we love what we do here uh, our objective is to empower you and to educate you and we will see you on, well, I'll be here tomorrow with D, um, just like every day. And you have a wonderful day. All right. So Monday through Friday, we come on. Hashtag TFR Podcast Live presents Observations by Crazy D with his special guest, my sister, Tanya M. Congress. Make sure that you friend her on Facebook, friend her on Instagram, friend Crazy Dion on Facebook friend crazy d 
film do on Instagram, make sure that you go over to the Film Review Life channel. The Film Review Life channel at YouTube. Subscribe, subscribe now. Click the bell so you know and have notification when we come on. Make sure you go over to the Cash App, dollar sign, TFR Podcast Live. That's dollar sign, TFR Podcast Live. Drop a few dollars on there. You know, so you want to be a sponsor, drop some big bucks on there and then we'll be talking to you. And don't forget, every Sunday, at 5.30 p.m. Pacific, 8.30 p.m. Eastern, it's the Film Review, Movies, Music, Culture, Politics, Society podcast on the Film Review Live channel. So, people, in closing, we like to thank, we, I like to thank my sister Tanya for coming on, as usual, my special guest. We like to thank you for watching. We like to thank the creators of this drug that will help us be able to prosecute <laughs> will help us to be able to prosecute more Caucasians because they are supposed to be on this drug to keep their psychotic psychosis of schizophrenia a murderous schizophrenia under wraps so we won't have the boy band over here called the white boy killers anymore Add old boy onto it now. Kyle, he's gonna be the new lead singer. But anyway, look, people, we'd like to thank you for tuning in. We'll see you tomorrow, 9:30 a.m. Pacific, 12:30 p.m. Eastern, with another episode of Observations from hashtag TFR Podcast Live. There's something about Germany, why I made the curator's pick of the Hollywood French community, unity, Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Purchase new wiper blades from O'Reilly Auto Parts today and we'll install them for free. See better and drive safer with O'Reilly Auto Parts. Oh, 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 O'Reilly Auto Parts.